Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just farted. What is up, Possum family? The Passel is in full effect. Today, we here at Offensive Points have our bold takes for the 2023 season. And as always, which is a staple for this year, Kyle Kujewski is joining us for his hot takes. Now, he knocked it out of the park with his David Njoku one last year. I actually drafted him quite a bit after we had this podcast last year, and it paid off wonderfully. So, Kyle... You do First Seed Sports and XFL Weekly? Correct. Uh, XFL Weekly, but that's more of an XFL season kind of thing. I know, but I'm so intrigued by this. Can you give us your XFL takes like during the XFL season? Can we do another hot takes pod with you? Yeah, during the XFL season, absolutely, because right now there's a bunch of players in XFL team limbo, so we can chat about that in January. Hakeem awesome. Butler coming back to the Battle Hawks. Who knows? I have I have season tickets this year to the Battle Hawks, so I am outstandingly excited. The coolest thing about Hakeem the XFL is back. you have no idea who's going to be playing until it basically sure. like kicks off. AJ McCarron, and that's it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Did he come All right. He's he's never getting back to the NFL, oh, so okay. he's just. Always, uh, he's either guy. XFL or he's retired. Yeah, which yep. I mean, kind of is the XFL. Anywho, let's get on a couple of news stories we have for this week before we get into the hot takes of the 2023 season. Um, we'll start at the top. Mr. Jonathan Taylor was not traded from the Colts. He will be out the first four games as he remains on the pup list. But there was a Dolphins trade out there, which sounds like a trade that a couple of our league mates would make, where it was. Uh, Jalen Waddle for Jonathan Taylor. Dolphins obviously turned that one down. Wasn't very serious. And then we found out the mystery team was the Green Bay Packers making a weird push for Jonathan Taylor. So, guys, do we think Jonathan Taylor is going to play after four games, or do we think that this is going to be an ongoing saga throughout the season, and then maybe he gets traded before the deadline? 
Yeah, I don't know. And it's really and I think that's the worst part is we do not know. And man, I'm so pissed that it was the Packers because for one, that makes zero sense whatsoever. I, I did a deep dive on like salary caps over the next couple of years, and I really thought it was going to be the Minnesota Vikings. It would have made sense not paying Cook and then paying Taylor. Sorry, Joe, not saying anything against Madison here, but just in general, like they have so much money upcoming <clears throat> next year. I mean, they still have to pay Jefferson and all these other guys, but like I was just like, oh, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the Vikings. And then they were like the Packers. And I was like, what the fuck? Is that Aaron Jones? Like just he's I don't I don't even know. So but yeah, the worst part is is I don't think his ADP is gonna dip much because I think everyone's still gonna want Jonathan Taylor in the third round, is where he kind of ended up with his limbo. So if he made it to the fifth or sixth, I think I'd be interested in getting him. But honestly, at this point, we have no idea what's gonna happen. And like week five is a long way away, and to burn a valuable first four picks is tough. It is tough. As someone who has burnt those picks, buying the dip, which I thought, I incorrectly guessed on it. But in all reality, I do think Jonathan Taylor plays. I He may be very pissed off at Indy. He may be slightly unhealthy, as we talked last week. But he's still trying to get that contract. I mean, him sitting out this whole season and not making any money does not solve anything for him personally. So I think it's in the best interest of him. The Colts, I mean, the – you can't just put Anthony Richardson out there with, you know, XFL talent running backs behind him <laughs> to try to help this team get any better. So I think it's in the best interest of Ballard, Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, Ursay. I think everyone needs to get on the same page. And I do think he plays this year. And it's his last year in Indy. We obviously know that. Kyle? I... Uh... As Josh said, I have no idea, and I don't think anybody has any idea, which is awful. Um, he's off my draft boards completely uh, until something winds up coming out, but I doubt anything will. And I picture a scenario where he gets traded week two of the NFL season because some team figures out that they don't have a backfield, so they buy in heavily, feel good about their season, and then everybody's just like, all right, well, we'll see what that looks like in three weeks. Um, but that that's my uh, scenario now, and it may be completely different tomorrow. Well, somebody's got to swallow their pride. That's how this is going to end. Either Jonathan Taylor's going to have to swallow his pride and play on the last year of his rookie deal and go into the season and just try mm-hmm. his best. Um, doesn't really have much to gain from playing in the season other than apparently not looking like a quitter which is a big deal to a large contingent of people. Um, or the Colts are going to have to swallow their pride. Jim Ursay is going to actually have to give out maybe not a long-term contract, but maybe at least enough money to make Jonathan Taylor feel like he is a wanted part of the organization. I do think it's funny that he, you know, the Ursay and the Colts consider Jalen Waddle and Jonathan Taylor on the same level as far as value, because that was the offer they made. But yet, Jalen Waddle's going to get a big ass contract when he's done with his rookie deal, and Jonathan Taylor's sitting there looking at uh, probably going to get franchise tagged. And you know, as we know for running backs, that's the most disrespectful thing you can do. So I don't know what's going to happen either. I really don't. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to blink though. I really think he's going to ride this out. And I'm sorry for anybody that drafted Jonathan Taylor so far because I think you're going to be dealing with this all summer or all season. And I trading him was the best case scenario. So. Hopefully it happens. Wasn't it Waddle and Picks that they wanted for? It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just the player involved was Waddle, and then they would have to get something (laughs) like a third or fourth on top of that, which is just they knew it wasn't going to happen. 
knew it. So it shows uh, where they actually value Jonathan Taylor, but they wouldn't tell him that. Super to cool. us, that's yeah. what that looks like. But I don't know. This this saga is something we've never seen before because he hasn't, you know, he's in the final uh, year of his rookie contract. So we haven't seen what happens before the tag because we've seen people sit out on the tag and they're stuck. They can't do anything because they can't negotiate long-term deals. They can only negotiate a one-term, one-year deal. But this scenario, he could still negotiate a long-term contract this year. You can't imagine him wanting to sign a long-term contract with this team after the way he's been treated, though. You know what I mean? Feels like he doesn't. And I'm not going to – I'm not going to – well, that's true. But I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I was thinking back. Andrew Luck left this organization. Jonathan Taylor wants to leave this organization. Don't love the track record of how this organization looks. I'm sure free agents feel similarly now. I don't know. Fair enough. That's a hot know. take right there, Bill. Yeah, we already have the hot hey, takes. I guess so. <laughs> everyone's going to quit the Colts. Brought to you by offensive points. Hey, I think they're going to start dropping like flies. Well, I mean, who's even on the Colts? But that's a whole other story. Um, all right, number two. Uh, the long American nightmare is over. Trey Lance is now on America's team. Dallas Cowboys. Boys, is this the worst trade in NFL history? What the 49ers did to trade up and then give away Trey Lance. When you look at what the Dolphins got for the trade that San Francisco made with them, you know, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Bradley Chubb, yeah, it looks really bad. Um, but I got to say, I am very happy for Trey Lance. He goes to a place where I think they're going to develop him correctly, and we all know Dak's injury history, so we could see a career revitalization from Trey Lance here. Um, so... Not the best scenario, but a good one for Trey Lance. I don't even think it's his injury history, personally. It's just Dak Prescott's on the hot seat right now. If he can't get them to the next the next rung where he's at, I mean, they, they made the playoffs the last three, four years or three of the four years, and they didn't do anything with it. They were out the week one. I mean, they need to make it over that hump. They need to make it to the Super Bowl, preferably win it, if obviously that's the plan. But if they can't <clears throat> do that, they are going to seriously evaluate this year, whether or not Trey Lance is out and, and or Dak Prescott's out and Trey Lance is in. So I think this is uh, this is actually really putting a lot of pressure on Dak to perform. Uh, they did bring in Cooks, obviously, so there's some extra talent there in the receiving core. But they did lose Zeke, and I think that's going to hurt them a lot more than they think it's going to. I think the one-two punch with Pollard and Zeke, sure, Zeke looked ineffective on the stat lines, but in reality, Zeke drove the ball down the field, whether it was three yards at a time or not. So... Uh, I think this team's actually in kind of panic mode, and that's why Trey Lance went there. But personally, it was a steal for the Cowboys. They got a free uh, potential prospect for quarterback. So, Yeah, I, I think it's definitely uh, uh, one of those best-case scenarios for, uh, for Trey Lance because now he's no longer in the starting conversation, and he can just kind of coast his way as a backup. Um. And I, I mean, yeah, I, there's a good chance we see him start or play at some point this season with uh, Dak's uh, season career long history of uh, not playing a full season. Um, but I don't know. It's still, still up in the air if it's the worst trade ever. I think uh, you're right in terms of, uh, I guess, what Miami got in return. It's definitely on paper awful. Um, but who knows? He's still young. Yeah, I just hate that, like, Kyle Shanahan, who is 
quote unquote, the quarterback whisperer, which it's funny that he can whisper a seventh round pick, Mr. Relevant, into being a starter, but he can't whisper the fourth overall pick in the draft into being a starter. It's just kind of weird how that that is how the quarterback whisperer tends to quarterback whisper. But I don't, I don't saying? know. I, I know it, it is very strange, right? That like, you know, he can't make a quarterback, you know, that goes that high, but can make Mr. Relevant to- good. I was listening to Barry's show uh, today and they were talking about the Trey Sermon thing too. And they said that the 49ers should just not be allowed to draft in the first three rounds and uh, yeah. just let him take day three, late day two, day three picks. Yeah. They really no sweep kidding. up on those running backs too each year. Did they draft one this year? You know, I didn't check. I figured with McCaffrey, they wouldn't, but I guarantee they probably did. Dude, I just feel like every year it was like a new one. I know. And, they didn't you know, really have any draft picks after the McCaffrey trades. So I don't think they did. It's true. But, man, this Lance thing was weird. Like, this is just so weird. They didn't have to do it. Like, that is the, the crazier part. Like, I didn't think Kyle Shanahan would wave the white flag this, this soon either. But I guess they just don't want their distraction throughout the season of, like, when's Lance going to come out? When's Lance going to come out? Like, who wants to put that pressure on Purdy? But I did not think this is how that would go to be perfectly honest with you. In reality, though, Sam Darnold's a capable backup, and if they believe Purdy's the number one, I get it. I mean, get that headache out of there, like you said, but not to mention, like, Sam Darnold can be a, is, is backup caliber for NFL, so, I mean, we've seen him be okay at times. True, true. Okay, let's get on to the hot takes of the 2023 season, but first, let's recap. The four of us made f- predictions last year. Let's go through and recap how uh, how well we did last season. We'll start with Joe. He was the first one last year. Joe, your first prediction was that DJ Moore would finish the season under a thousand receiving yards, <laughs> which yes. is hilarious to look back on. Because while you were a fan of DJ Moore, you thought with Baker Mayfield he was going to be complete and utter ass. You succeeded, Joe. He got to eight hundred and eighty-eight yards receiving. So you won. You won the bet, but. Did the Bears win in the long run? Who we'll we'll see. Yes, they did. I just love uh, the switch of DJ Moore. Like, ah, fuck DJ Moore last year, and this year he's like, yeah, man, DJ Moore. I've always been a fan. Oh yeah, I know. I've done it. I've done my part in raising DJ Moore's ADP a good round this year. So <laughs> I'm very excited about that. He's actually not on my hot takes because I've been all about that. It would Even be at the expo. You had- Back-to-back DJ Moore picks is your hot Yeah, I, I don't want to do it. I've got him as a top 12 receiver this year, so I'm not going to get into it. But that is my bold take for the DJ Moore. I'm back on the train, baby. On the opposite side of the train, but it's fine. All right, Joe. Your second prediction last year was that Alvin Kamara would finish as RB1 overall. He <laughs> finished as RB18, Joe. It didn't go well for you. Sorry about that. It did not go well for me. All right, Josh's picks from last season. Troubles last year. Yeah, no kidding. Well, he didn't get suspended, so we did make that accurately predicted. Um, Josh's picks: no Jets would finish in the top twenty. It was a success. Garrett Wilson finished as wide receiver twenty-one, so close to being wrong, but he squeaked by and got that one correct. Wasn't that hot last year? Um, It was because everyone was hyping Brees and Garrett a lot, but obviously Brees did get injured. That was the the bad part of the take true your second pick was kyle's mortal enemy miles sanders finishing as a top 15 back which did happen it was the rb10 so i mean you know something to do <laughs> you succeeded 
All right, on to my wild ass takes. Uh, I f- said Davis Mills was going to finish as a top twelve quarterback. Uh, <laughs> he finishes <laughs> quarterback twenty six, <laughs> and he's probably never going to play in the league again. Uh, well, he's going to be back up at least, but um, you know, that sentence afterwards worse. was just great. Um, all right, my second one was that Cortland Sutton would finish as wide receiver ten, and no, finishes wide receiver forty seven. The Broncos were an absolute dumpster fire. But don't worry, Kyle, we'll get back to that in a second. Kyle's was that David and Joku would finish as a top eight tight end. And technically through week 15, he was a top eight tight end. But if you factor in all 18 weeks, he was tight in 12. So I don't, I didn't count it as a win, but. To be fair, I, a lot of that heft with an, an excitement for Njoku last year was because of Brissett. So I, I, I'd like to abstain from his second half of the season rankings. <laughs> <laughs> perfect fair enough respect fair enough. Do- that's a good job dodging deshaun watson there kyle um <laughs> and your second take was kj hamler finishes in denver as their wide receiver too he had seven catches the entire season kyle he did not finish i had season. a lot of hope i had a lot of hope and now he's not even playing anymore because he has a heart uh defect and okay, needed so to retire so way to ruin the good mood you're having can't make that pick this year, Kyle, unfortunately. So save, oh, all right. save yourself. I'll hit the back button. No KJ Hamler takes. Like, 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 like. All right. So <laughs> on to 2023 hot takes. Hopefully I can do better this year, but hopefully as a whole we can nail these all this year. I'm hoping eight for eight. So, Joe, go ahead. Okay. So this one is just fun. Um, on this. I'm very excited on here. So – Tyreek Hill said he was going to get 2,000 yards this year, and I think he's going to do it. Last year, Tua missed four and a half games with the concussions. He averaged 33.4 pass attempts per game. Tyreek averaged 11.54 targets per game when Tua played. That's 34.55% for you math nerds out there of Tua targets that went to Tyreek. So Tua does play all 17 games, and that's going to be a huge asterisk on this one. That looks like 150 extra targets in this offense or an additional 50-ish targets for Hill, which he got 170 last year. I don't think he's going to get 220 targets. But after finishing with 119 catches for 1,710 yards in 2022 at a clip of 14.37 yards per catch, he only needed 20.18 more receptions to hit 2,000 yards. And I don't think 139 catches is out of the realm of possibility for him this year. That would be eight catches a game. And he averaged that in seven out of 17 games last year. So healthy Tua, this really could be awesome. I do think he's going to get 2,000 yards this year. Um, so first part of that is uh, you're banking on a healthy Tua. Uh, that, that I hurts, like but... to be risky, Josh. Don't take that I, tone with I, me. Right? My, my thing is is I, I have the complete opposite take is that not, not that Tua or Hill's not great. It's just that 2,000 seems excessive with, Tua, with Tua's injury history. Uh, what we talked about last week on the pod about how concussions, especially severe concussions, can be, you know, he'll miss multiple weeks if he gets another one more than likely. But my, my problem with this is what I've talked about with Tua. Tua's arm just can't seem to connect with Hill in stride. Hill has had to come back to the ball like several times and just leaves Tua open to interceptions, leaves Hill open to potential injuries as well. Although Hill did a great job of coming back and grabbing the, the catch before the defender could get the interception, which was amazing. But it just... 
that inaccuracy is what's killing me. I would I mean, argue that that helps Hill having to come back to the ball because he is so fast off the cut that if he's running backwards, the defenders have zero idea where he is going. And so he can go wherever he wants. I'll allow it. Thank but you. I disagree respectfully. Um, I actually agree with you. So, honestly, Tua's – or not Tua's, Tyreek's over-receiving yards on DraftKings was 1,500 yards. Smash that over. He got 79 last year. And I think even with Mickey Blanco, he's good to go. I mean, at worst-case scenario, Mickey Blanco is just going to throw it up and let, you know, Tyreek eat. So, I'm good with this. I think he could could do that. Joe, you just got the guy who was wrong on both of his hot takes last time to agree. <laughs> hey, I'll take any support. I can, I can agree with good takes. I just can't make them. Oh, okay, that's fair. I I think he, I think he makes it too. Uh, I I think it's a combination of I think and I want. Uh, so I, <laughs> I tend to agree. Um, <laughs> but I I'm on board. Uh, it's that I mean it's the fact that it's in the realm of possibilities is. I, is insane, um, but I I really hope it happens. Well, especially if he has eighteen hundred yards the last week of the season, and they're still yeah. playing for a playoff position, which is probably possible. I mean, they could do it just kind of like the Mike Evans thing. So just to be like, Hill wants this, so let's do it for him. Yeah, feed the man. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a nice, happy, go lucky feeling take. We're going to get into one that's not so much. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about a guy and his name's Bijan Robinson. And I want to break everyone's stride out there real quick and just say he will not finish as the number one running back. But not only that, I don't think he's going to finish as a number one fantasy. Pick. So let me preface this with the fact that I am excited for Bijan and I am rooting for him. But just like there is a possibility that Bijan finishes at or near his ADP, which is like six or seven, there's an even more greater possibility that Bijan does not finish anywhere near his ADP. Um, so I've seen him drafted anywhere from fourth overall to 10th, but I don't think I've ever seen him once make it to the second round, which in my opinion is where he should be going. So yes, in recent in years, uh, rookie running backs have been successful, but that doesn't mean all will be. So Najee finished his third in his rookie year in 2021. Jacobs finished 21 in 2019. Saquon finished number one in 2018, and Fournette finished ninth in 2017. One thing these teams have in common the year before was they did not have a 1,000-yard rushing receiver on their team already. Now, Algier is not going to have the split workload that some people are ranting and raving about on Twitter. Uh, Cordell is unfortunately still there, as much as we hate to admit that he will still have a role. And we've just seen what Arthur Smith does to great players. He kills their true value all around. People are drafting London, Bijan, and Pitts like they're all going to do well. But personally, all three of these cannot exist in fantasy greatness. One of them is Voldemort, and the other one or two are Harry. I'm rooting for Bijan to be the Harry. But, you know, after, you know, the trials and tribulations that Harry Potter had to face during these seven years at Hogwarts, he was extremely lucky. And there are several, several late first round early, late first, early second guys I would rather have before him. Chubb, Saquon, Jacobs all mean so much to their teams already. Bijan is just another cog in the machine that is the Falcons. So, so but before we even ask questions, what is the take that he's not going to finish as overall RB1? Is that a hot no, he's, take? No, no, he's, he's going to finish as like running back seven, basically. And people are drafting him as running back two or three. So I, I just second feel like rounder. that's... Okay. 
So you're saying that he will not finish above 12? He will not finish in the top 12 of fantasy players, and he's being drafted as he's one of the top five. Hmm. Trying to decide how hot that take is. Because uh, At the I'm moment, it's scalding hot that. because everyone just assumes that Bijan Robinson is going to be just this great running back. I've only seen Bijan go in the top five a couple times. Um, almost every draft I've been in is five to ten. And I personally think that this is more like – 15 to 20 is where he should go behind Saquon behind. Do you think he won't be a top 15 player? No, not really. I'll, I'll, I'll cut it down to top 15. There's the fireball bet. You want that better? Oh, is you, were you just trying to make it a fireball bet? I was just seeing how deep you would go. Fireball bet. 15 is about, that's where I I project him to be at. But yeah, I'll take that day all day. Okay. I just think I that get like your people... contrarian takes, man. I get your contrarian takes, but one of these years you're going to slip up on it, and this is the year because Bijan is going to be that guy. I'm he not went saying into he the heaviest be. running saying... team in the NFL. Like I, with don't, two other I running backs on the team, with two other people that are supposed to be fed, two like I just players that Kyle's going to be talking about within the next year and a half. Okay, I'm sorry, on the I'm XFL gonna... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Sorry if I didn't lead that too much, but I just wanted to get that because there's a lot of people out there that are saying Bijan running back one this year, blah, blah, blah. I wanted to get that out of the way, but really my logic is not going to be a first round player and he's being drafted as one. So um, I think it's going to be, you know, running back eight on the year or something like top 15 player on the year. Sure, maybe, but I just don't think it's what people are drafting right now. You're drafting a potential number one in the first round. That's why you drafted him. You drafted him before guys like Saquon, Jacobs. I mean, Chubb, for example, who has the entire workload. I, I'm taking him every day, all day. All right, Kyle, what's your opinions on Bijan? I honestly go back and forth. Um, I think I initially was of the same mindset where I was like, I can't see myself taking him in the first round, and I have very little ownership of him in the first. But then I think about how Algier had a 1,000 yards rushing last year, and that's Tyler Algier, how Corderell Patterson – uh, at his uh, age, was dominating that backfield. Um, <laughs> just that, like there are, there's fantasy production in that backfield and on this team, uh, and that's kind of allowed me to lean to be like, all right, I can see the realm that I get, I can see it happen. Um, but I, I think I'm, I, I kind of lean your way where I don't want to be, uh, I guess, buying in on Bijan this season. But I could see it happen uh, where he can just fall out uh, all year. If, if he were to make it to the 12th and I had the 12th pick, I would be happy to grab Bijan and Chubb right then and there. That'd be great if that's what's available. But I haven't seen Bijan make it to the second round yet or even the turn in the drafts that I've been in. So That's fair. I haven't either. I mean, I've... I have not drafted above the seventh pick right now because the fantasy gods are against me. Um, but in the picks that I have, I've, he's never made it to seven. I've, it's never been like my choice whether I don't take him or not. So, I mean, I guess in that, you know, way. I had the right. choice of him between, uh, I had the choice of him at five and I chose Chubb instead. And then Bijan got picked the next pick. So. Okay. I want a number here. I want a number um, for a fireball bet. Where okay. is it? I mean, top 15 player? I have him top 15. Top 15 like, running back or wide receiver. We don't need to keep that. Mahomes and stuff in the thing. So, yeah. Top 15 flex play player. Okay. I'm definitely. So, Kelsey counts that. in that. Yeah. Kelsey, there's seven wide receivers, down. six running backs, and a tight end 
because we'll count Kelsey in there. I just don't think he ends up in that that range. Sorry, no, that's, I, bold. I should... that's bold. That's bold. That should be that... your take. Well, that's what I was trying to get across here is he's a second rounder. I didn't want to put a specific number on it, but you guys want to do a fireball bet, and I'm going to take that all day. Okay. It's, I appreciate it's, it. it. Kyle, you want in on this, man? I know oh, you were kind of mid on that. You Not on this it. one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bill, what you got? Um, okay, my first hot take of the night is – Kind of controversial, not really, though. Um, I think Garrett Wilson will be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. Uh, my reasons being is I think Aaron Rodgers is in for a little bit of a resurgence this year. Uh, look, we can say all we want with like him being hurt and stuff with the Packers last season, but I think now that he's on a team with a better receiving core, the O-line's not better. I won't say that. I'm not going to make that joke. But he's got Nathaniel Hackett back from the – Broncos, but well, that was a disastrous coaching run. Now he's got his quarterback coach back to be his offensive coordinator. Um, in 2020 is when Devontae Adams was wide receiver one. He got to 1,300 yards and 18 touchdowns. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for Garrett Wilson, especially if he hones in on Garrett Wilson like he tends to do with uh, wide receivers that he trusts. Um, I think that that's very within the realm of possibility that he ends up with 1400 yards 15 touchdowns that does not sound wild too wild to me so i think that could be enough to vault him over the yards gainers when he just feeds on touchdowns um that he's getting from aaron Rodgers. i'm I'm all about this take i think there's a very good possibility i actually tried to get wilson in all my leagues and so far he's been gone in the second round i like do i do i reach too soon i don't know anyway but no uh Honestly, you add four touchdowns to that total last year, 1,100 yards with four touchdowns. You add that, he's wide receiver 12. You know, like, I mean, he's going to jump, vault up those boards. It's just four touchdowns with no quarterback last year and still 1,100 yards in his rookie season. And what we saw in the preseason for the few limited uh, drives that we got from him and Rodgers, he looked all over. He looked directly at Wilson, like, the entire time. So what are we going to do? And put play some time. So uh, I'm not I'm not against this one. Yeah, I... I'm with you on this one. Um, Wilson should absolutely be a target sponge. My only cause for concern is I feel like this whole offense is kind of built on a house of cards with that offensive line. You know, Aaron Rodgers, I know he's avoided pressure really well throughout his career, but he is older. And I don't think when we start seeing live action against this offensive line, that they're going to get much of a break there on that one plus the division he plays in has some very strong pass rushers we know that and uh yeah so that's i'm with you on the thought process the mental gymnastics is there i'm just worried that this offense could collapse i'm in i'm in on wilson this year um i i think oh, the sky's the limit for that guy and with a a healthy amount of quality targets uh especially on a team that is only going to be better than what they were last year um so i'm in yeah i mainly just think that rogers i think everyone thinks he's done after last year everyone's just like ah he had a bad year he's done he's old you know these old people get old and he's like going as qb 13 uh i mean it's just it's just wild to see him in that adp and i'm just like his he just got receivers again like he didn't have one last year and it wasn't lazard and it wasn't whatever else was on that team the the shell of randall cobb out there Your, your boy watson too. Oh I mean, yeah, like that was his mm-hmm. that was his wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson's better than Christian Watson. We can all agree there. I think. I don't know. There's a lot of people out there that might not agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. 
Um, but yeah, so that's my thought process. I'm, I'm in on Garrett Wilson. I'm hoping for the best. My only big, my biggest concern is that their defense is going to be like the overpowering part in that maybe they don't have to have like shootouts and stuff. So I don't know how many targets he's going to get per game, but I don't know. We'll see. That line is going to make things interesting though. Yeah. Their defense is slated to be good. So at least that's what they say on paper. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Kyle, let her rip. All right. I feel like this is tame, but you guys let me know. I think both Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars wide receivers, Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk, will be top 20 wide receivers. Uh, Trevor Lawrence last year uh, proved that he can, I guess, sustain top wide receiver performances. Uh, We saw Zay Jones finish the year as wide receiver 26, and Christian Kirk was wide receiver 11. You add in who I believe, and I think we can all agree, Christian or Calvin Ridley, who is a better talent than Zay Jones, add him into the mix, and I think Kirk and Ridley kind of share the spotlight in the top 20. Uh, I personally think it's Ridley's the going to finish higher. Uh, but overall, I'm expecting a level up in the Jacksonville offense overall. Um, and throughout the preseason, these were Lawrence's top two targets. Um, and right now, I mean, Christian Kirk has an ADP of wide receiver 30 and Ridley's being taken at wide receiver 16. Uh, so I think even though he's been out of football for about two seasons, I think Ridley kind of shows up back into form, maybe a wide receiver 10, um, performance and Christian Kirk slots right in, maybe wide receiver 18. Hmm. I actually love this take and I almost did Ridley, but I like that you just combined them both. And I honestly think that Christian Kirk still could be the guy, the number one yeah. on this team and Ridley could still end up in the top 20. You could vice versa that 10 and yeah. 20, 10 and 18, 10 and 16. Um, I, I completely agree with you. I think Trevor Lawrence is one of the most undervalued, uh, fantasy quarterbacks right now, at least of the top eight, I should say. Uh, cause there's some other ones down lower there, but yeah, no, I, you just made the receiving core better and Zay Jones is still there. Obviously they lost Marvin Jones, which I think Ridley obviously slots in a, a better spot than that. Uh, and then Evan Ingram comes back another year when after his phenomenal season last year, I mean, this, this offense is going to be amazing. And I think people kind of forget that. This I think other- is going to be amazing. Sorry, Bill. Go good. I was just going to say, I think other than uh, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown, like these are the two wide receivers that if you drafted them both on your fantasy football team, 
you can deploy them both at the same time and you're not going to be mad about it. You're going to get value each week. And I think both of them could eat and you're going to get points from both safe floors on both. Yeah. I like this pick. I think this offense is going to be phenomenal. You guys are absolutely right about that. I'm out on Christian Kirk. hundred uh, percent. I think Zay Jones was a guy that really surprised this team last year and is going to play a big role still in this one. I am, like Snoop Dogg high on Calvin Ridley this year. And I think Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk are kind of going to cannibalize each other um, right there in the middle because you still have Etienne and Bigsby and this team has been completely straightforward that they plan on running the ball a lot too. So I do think Trevor Lawrence and this whole offense take a jump. Um, but I think Zay Jones is actually going to play a pretty big part in this offense. And he's a guy that's not being talked about a whole lot. So I'm a little bit lower on Christian Kirk than, uh, than most people are. Um, I can absolutely see it happening, but I'm going to go against you on this one, Kyle. I actually have to completely disagree with you, Joe, because who took Zay Jones's spot is Calvin Ridley. Christian Kirk's slot is still there. It's still the same spot. They're not going to take Ridley and put him in Christian Kirk's spot. You just Christian said Kirk, that you just said that Ridley took Marvin Jones's spot. Yeah, Marvin Jones is old. Zay Jones was not running the deep routes on this offense last year. He was kind of taking those intermediate ones. Zay Jones was the most big, it was a big player bust for him last year. And I think that's going to be, I mean, a little bit with a little bit more consistency, more of Ridley's play and Kirk's still going to have he had a lot of those, uh, seven, eight games. Those yaks last year though. He had a lot of yaks. A lot of yak. We're not, that we're not yeah, talking. He did come on strong at the end and I was really tired of seeing his number get, get those touchdowns at the end. I kept thinking. No, I, I really just, after watching him last year, I really like the way he plays and I think he's going to play himself into a role. Fair yak enough. himself right up there. You get two yeses and a no, Kyle. I'll take it. Cookie, cookie crumbles. Fireball right, that. Um, get those metrics. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, all, we'll all meet and have a fireball shot at the expo next year. Um, yes. So my next one is Amon Ra finishes as a top four wide receiver in 2023. Amon Ra missed one game last year with a sprained ankle and was limited in two other games and still managed to put up a wide receiver seven finish. He had 145 targets last year with a 28% target share, which actually increased after TJ Hawkinson was traded to the Vikings. So the Lions lost 223 targets from last year. Most of those were running back and tight end targets, but I think we can expect that a couple of those head over to Amon Ra. So I like Sam Laporta. I like Gibbs. Jamison Williams, uh, between the suspension and the injuries in training camp, I'm kind of iffy on him, but they will get targets. But this is a Monra's team, and if Detroit is going to make it to the playoffs and going to make a run this year, I think they absolutely feed their best player. As much as I hate to not disagree with you, Joe, I, I agree with you. Uh, Jamison, I think, will be fully healthy. I mean, he had a hamstring issue in the preseason, uh, so he was unable to play the whole preseason, and then obviously the suspension. But week seven, he'll come back. But I think the thing is, is Amon Ra's the slot guy, and he's going to get all those targets. Jamison's going to be, I assume, going to be the the down-the-field threat, more like five, six targets a game. And, yeah, those could break for touchdowns, or they could be duds. So I think Amon Ra's the guy you really want. Obviously, keep Jamison on your team if you have him, or keep an eye out for him uh, week four or three before that suspension starts getting closer and people start talking about him again because there will be a lot of drops on there. But, yeah, no, Amon Ra, the consistency is just there. And I think everybody needs them. Hell yeah. Amon Ra is my favorite player in the second round. Uh, it amazes me that he's not sneaking into 
into that first, um, but being able to pair him with like a like a Diggs and Amon Ra, or even like a a Chubb and Amon Ra, it, it's incredible. Uh, love that man. Uh, I think he's going to have an insane, great season. So Homer um, alert, Homer alert, Mister Lions fan <laughs> over here. Like, yeah, I really like Amon Ra St. Brown. I don't know. It's weird. Hard to argue numbers. I yeah, uh, this is probably the most likely one that we've talked about so far. I mean, Jared Goff loves the slot. Like, that is literally his favorite position to throw to. Uh, when he got drafted there, immediately we're saying Amonra St. Brown is going to be a problem in the league, and that's what he's been this entire time. So this year he takes the leap from, you know, the fringe wide receiver one, wide receiver two, to being a solid wide receiver one top five guy. So, yeah, no problems there. We all agreed on one. I love it. I, dude, honestly, I would love to get like the 11th or 12th pick and get a Monron Garrett Wilson, two of the guys we talked about. That could actually That'd be, be a sweet. sick stack. And I don't think it happens as often because most people are still targeting those first round guys. I actually yeah. think my favorite team that I've drafted this year is exactly what Kyle said. It was Chubb, Amon Ra, and I am just so excited about that start. That I finished exactly. it off pretty strong, too. He's like, name. Kyle's just naming his draft. He's like, fuck yeah, that's it. Love it. <laughs> um, it's incredible. No roster baiting on this show. That's the dream start. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna, this actually might piss you guys off more than the Bijan one, although I feel like I ruffled a little feathers, but um, I have a, uh, I have a take that Javante Williams has, will have the best recovery to an ACL tear in recent history. And now I want to preface this with, I do not believe how recent that's uh, 2013. Uh, we'll stop right okay. there because that's, uh, that's I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was, I was league, league MVP. <laughs> I, I was getting there. I was getting there. Uh, not saying he's going to do what AP did. Uh, but anyway, I do think over a thousand yards is essentially a given at this point. Uh, so we talked about this on the injury pod last week. And if you didn't listen to that, click back on the button or whatever you have to do there. Uh, but Javante is strides ahead of his recovery than he should be. Uh, and his recovery has been nothing short of miraculous. And as Tom Chris said last week, it shows how hard he's worked to get back to full health. So I know that everyone is kind of avoiding him like the plague because he always seems to just end up on my roster late, which I'm not upset about. Uh, but current ADP of the seventh round is relatively free gamble that I think every every fantasy manager should take. And if he looks anything like the back we saw last year for the brief stint before the, the injury, fantasy points should follow. So when he was the lead back last year for his three and a half games, he had 16 catches on 22 targets. Um, extrapolate that over a full season. That's 80 plus catches to add to his running totals. Uh, he's, he's averaged uh, 4.4 yards per carry in one-ish, one and a quarter year in a terrible offense. Uh, and this is going to be a new uh, offense under Sean Payton. And I think if anyone can get Russ cooking again, it's Payton. So, which opens up the run for the actual running game to actually work. So if you're worried about your investment in Javante, the great part is you can go pick up P Ryan in the later rounds. He's basically going undrafted or maybe the second to last round. Uh, but personally book Javante as at least running back 15 in the seventh round. And I think everyone who passes on him uh, will be kind of kicking themselves when he has that 30 point outing week too. Fireball bet that bitch. I am. So, I'm I don't so even out know on how. This. I don't so out on this. The best I, ACL recovery. Yeah, what like what that? does that even mean? I want numbers, Josh. I just I'm said running back man. fifteen. 
pretty. He's gonna. Do I have to say exactly what I'm saying 15. whenever like I start? Yes, it? because okay, he's gonna be take, running back. 15. No, you're I'm such an to... enigma, man. I'm just trying to figure it's it out. Fantasy hot takes. First off, second yeah. off, saying he's gonna have the best ACL recovery since Adrian Peterson. Like, what is that? Like, how do we even quantify that? Do we need to quantify Visit. it? I just said running back 15. Visit. I said 1,000 yards. I said lots of stats. So as, long as, he st- as long as he takes one rush on the season, he had a great season? Like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I said a bunch of other things, but if you want to just – did you? Did I say the first sentence and you go, hmm, what the fuck's he talking about? And then I literally explain it in the, the following, like, eight sentences. But yet – I was just like, trying to figure out how high you were going to – because you said seventh round, he's free. So, like, is he – you're saying he's going to be better than 70? I've said running back 15 multiple times. Okay. Well, that that's fine. I'll fireball okay. bet that because there's no way in hell he's going to finish just running back 15. I'll set I like, a thousand yards. I, like I also said Eddie catches. Thought here. I like your thought here because, you know, Tom said last week he works his ass off. And I also agree with Tom that most of his value this year is probably going to be from the receiving game. So I like that. I'm just looking at the guys that are going kind of in that 15, 20 range right there. And you got Damian Pierce, Madison, Billy's guy, Akers, Connor, Jonathan Taylor, Rashad White. You you Dude, have you all these guys. A, you just like proved my point, in my opinion. First of all, <laughs> Billy's guy, Akers. What does that mean? I fucking hate Cam like Akers. Him. You are all about the Cam Akers. God. I just oh, I don't think Javante gets to 15. I think he could be top 20. I don't then think take 15. the fireball bet, man. It's sitting I'm, right there. I'm, definitely I'm against you. And sorry, Kyle, I'm not trying to box you out, but he brought Tamanje Pirine there, con- convinced him to sign with them, knowing that he's going to have a pretty decent-sized role in the offense. He was a pass-catching back for Cincy. Like, I don't think this is right at all, and I cannot wait to, for you to take the fireball shot. I almost right want to put both two of them on last it. year, and I'm going to be right on I both of them I almost want to put two on it just because – Should we make it a double? Let's make it a double, man. Double pour. All right, I will take that 1,000%. I will take it with pride if I'm wrong because there's no way – Sorry, Kyle. You can go ahead. I <laughs> thought this was supposed to be hot takes. Can I not? I'm just I'm take? I'm piling I'm piling on Josh here. I don't see it happening, and I think Samaje is a huge reason why. Uh, I I'm a huge Samaje fan this okay, year. Okay, KJ Hamler, and, shut up. And no, that's no. why I'm uh, that's why I'm staying away. I think the Broncos. I, I'm saying everything bad about them again this year i actually really think that sean payton turns around russ and that passing game i know obviously the whole the injury situation is not looking great judy should be back though at some point tim patrick was a huge loss in the preseason that again which is super sad um kj hamler obviously like just medical conditions being gone as well the depth is not there but there is still free agents out there and if judy does have an issue they can go sign someone if they need but at the moment they do have three really good receivers. They have Dolchich, they have Troutman, they have a passing game there. Russell Wilson has to figure it out for this take to work. So I am putting a little bit of eggs in my basket for Russell Wilson here, unfortunately. I like it. Okay. I also really like Jaleel McLaughlin. I like what I'm seeing out of him. He made the team as an undrafted free agent, so he is a name to monitor. I mean, hey, nobody has any idea who you're talking about. I know know who he is, but... He made the team. You got Samaj P. Ryan, who might as well be ancient at this point. And then you got dude coming off ACL surgery. You got a rookie coming in there that scored two, three touchdowns in the preseason, I think. He's a name worth monitoring. 
It's preseason, dude. It's basically this is like move. this is like when I texted the group chat the other day, and I was like, "Who the hell is Rico Dowdle?" And Joe's like, "You mean the stud Rico Dowdle for the Cowboys, <laughs> who everybody should know?" I was like, "Oh, okay. I never heard that name in my life." Like, I'd heard of him, but I saw everyone picked him up, and I was like, "Why? Like, what are we? What do you think's happening in Dallas?" Like somebody yeah, cut Malik Davis, and Malik Davis was the one that everyone in the like June or not June, like May, March, were like. I know, but right before the draft and after the draft, they were like, oh, they drafted a guy that's really small. It's Malik Davis. He's the backup to Pollard. Pollard's hurt all the time. Blah, blah, blah. That was blah, two blah. years was... ago, though, wasn't it? I think no, Malik Davis is the second year. year. It was this oh, year. That's what, I'm sa- oh, that's what I'm saying. He was drafted last year. Sorry. Yeah, but everyone was all on the Malik Davis hype train. And that's why when Rico Dottle made the team and not Malik Davis, everyone scrambled to pick him up. No, he was already picked up. Everyone already had Rico Dowdle before yeah. the cut. Well, he's somebody every somebody competitive league point, yes. he was picked up. Somebody projected him points on ESPN, which as soon as you project anybody points, they might as well just be a starter on the offense. And I was just like, look, I don't think this dude's even gonna play. I mean, it'd be a miracle if he made the team. I don't think he's even gonna play. It's three so carries I, for twenty seven yards in three years. It's it's just I Yeah. I doubtle he'll make a difference on the team. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Let's get off this. Billy, what do you got? Is this about doubtle? Because I can bring it up. I don't know. I don't mean to make, you know, Joe more mad about bringing things up, but in PPR leagues, in PPR leagues, has nothing to do with K makers, thank God. In PPR leagues, I think Jalen Warren is going to finish ahead of Najee Harris. No fucking way. I'm not even going to entertain that with a reaction. This is the no, dumbest take I've ever heard. This is why you were last why. last year. No, and here's why. Because if anything, if anything's taught us how this works, it's that when you have a Zeke Elliott on the team, Najee Harris, a Tony Pollard can come along and just swoop you out of a job. And I think that's what we're looking at here. I think this year we start to see Jalen Warren start chipping away at Najee's uh, touches. Not necessarily in the run game. I'm not going to say that he's going to outrush him. But in PPR leagues where he's going to be catching balls, I think Jalen Warren's going to have a lot of points, and I think they're going to be just a little bit more. I think it's going to be a little more 50-50 than people are wanting to admit at this point in the offseason. Sorry. Just think that how it's going to work. This is the absolute worst take that's on this podcast. Apparently, I didn't even say mine coherently. So I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Dude, he caught 26 balls. Why does everyone think that Jalen Warren is this pass catching back? Because he caught 26 catches. He's been mixing in with the ones during camp in the preseason. He scored a long touchdown in the preseason. Oh, is that why everybody's hyped up about it? I yeah. I feel like this was a thing last year, too. Well, Najee's not looking good. Warren's the next thing up. Like... Is it because he went to Oklahoma, Billy? I know it's Oklahoma State. I don't know how you feel about them, though. We don't like Oklahoma State famously, but no, that doesn't matter. No, no, Billy. I, I am I'm very high on Najee Harris this year. So in my I own realize beliefs, and, on, in my own beliefs, I'm shutting you out because you're <clears> very <throat> high on Najee Harris, but you do bring up the valid point that he could have kind of a change of pace role and be the more explosive of the two. I just don't see it happening. 400 yards probably uh maybe 30 catches this year and then everybody can shut up about him uh kyle what do you what do you got here what do you how do you feel about jalen warren i i mean i like him as a late round draft pick i i don't see him taking over this backfield uh at least not this season i think 50 50 uh, that's what i said 50 50 
I think Najee still has I, – it's still his backfield, and I think he's still going to uh, be super – much more fantasy relevant than Warren is. <clears throat> Najee's absolute steal in, like, what, round three is where he's going? Uh, Jalen Warren, sure, I like him as a handcuff. I like him if Najee gets injured, but like we talked about last week on the pod, Najee dealt with that foot injury all year last year, and I feel like everyone just like, yep, he's bad. Scored 10 to 15 fantasy points in every game, but he's bad. And Jalen hey, Warren's going to come. The fact that he's him. averaging under four yards a carry for his career is only going to take him so far in his life. So I hope for the best. I, I really hope that this year can be the year that he finally breaks out and has this large rushing upside that everybody thinks he has, but he doesn't. He doesn't rush for a lot of yards. And eventually teams get tired of that. That's what happened to Zeke Elliott. Literally what happened. He started not being able to rush for long runs and they got sick of it. And now Tony Pollard's in there, and that is going to start to happen as this season wears on. Believe me. Najee Harris yeah, also has a hundred, a hundred and fifteen catches throughout his two-year career as well. So once again, that pass catching back doesn't work. Okay, it, 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 that doesn't matter though. There's going to be a new sheriff in town. His name's Warren. <laughs> hey, you all didn't listen to me when I said Zeke and Pollard, and now y'all yeah. look, look can, silly can, because are, of it. You can so. have that one. Okay, and I've so like silly here, my whole I'm life, saying man. this, I'm saying this again, and yeah. here we go again. Like, difference. I got a fun team. fireball bet for you, real quick. What I got to get it out there. I'm, George I'm Pickens, George Pickens outscores Jalen Warren by 133 fantasy points. I don't want that. I don't okay. want in a PPR. I'm not sure. Yes. You take that one. Okay. I just want. Well, first of all, 133. Like, what was this? Some random number he just thought up. I did some mental gymnastics there. Okay. In a PPR. Is that what they finished? I don't even know what that. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, sure. That's exactly how many points Pickens had last year. <laughs> I know. Like... That's what I was like. I'm trying. I was thinking that's what it was, but like, I'm just like, it's okay. Like, that That's what he thinks. Then fine. <laughs> I just, I just want to take your, I just want to do a gentleman's fireball bet and we'll know that this, this is, you're wrong. And I'll know if I'm wrong. Okay. We'll just know. Okay, no, you're no talking metrics. about what I literally, what I, what, over what I said. PPR league. Warren just, finishes. I'm just, it's, he's going to have the best backup recovery since 2013, dude. I know. That's how I should have worded it. Should have worded it. Look, he's going <laughs> to be yes. somewhere within the realm. Within, he's going to be within 200 <laughs> points of Najee Harris for the season. I hate everything about you guys. <laughs> All right. Kyle, All right, Kyle. I like you, though. What do you got? Uh, do you, though? Um, <laughs> so again I don't think this is too hot but it's a little spicy to me I think Gabe Davis becomes a steal in drafts and finishes the season in the top 24 uh, he I mean he's probably my favorite post hype sleeper uh, last year he kind of suffered he had that early season ankle injury uh, I think he suffered it in practice going into week two um and kind of i think it definitely altered the rest of the season for him uh but i mean all through preseason he has been on i mean every snap with josh allen he we know he's gonna start uh and i've only been seeing good things some hype pieces from camp about gabe davis uh and i mean to be catching the deep ball from josh allen uh give me gabe davis having a the career, the year we thought we he would have last season, uh, I think it's coming twenty twenty three. 
I, I agree with you. I don't know if it's quite the hype that he was getting last year, but it's really funny that it's just completely dead right now. Everybody's like, nope, Gabe Davis sucks. Like, we tried it last year. It didn't work because he went in the fourth round, but now he's going in the eighth round. So, like, yeah, I'm taking him all day. Uh, I could put I, I think it's more of, like, you know, wide receiver 20, but I think where he's being drafted at is a complete steal. I mean, there's a chance with the the cap there just because of his big playability. And we, we all saw his three catches for 170 yards and a couple touchdowns, too, so – there's definitely that capability. I, I agree. Actually, I was apparently supposed to talk about him in one of our pods recently. And I, I completely changed it up on Billy. He didn't like that. No, well, we Kyle, write these, we, we write these outlines, Kyle, and then Josh comes in and completely changes the outlines. So <laughs> I don't go by no like, game by script. The way, by the way, I changed everything. No, Kyle, I'm totally on board with you. I think Gabe Davis is an absolute steal at the moment. Playing in that offense as the number two wide receiver, we were a year early on him. This is the year we actually see what he can be. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. I'm in on Gabe Davis. I think this is just, you know, every time <laughs> we just don't want to yell with, at you, Kyle. Is all it comes down to. Don't get no. Jokes. It's just I'll like, it. especially with this one, it just feels like the Jack in the Box thing, where you're like cranking it and you don't know when it's going to pop out. And Gabe Davis is kind of like that. You just never know. Like maybe this is the year that it finally happens. Maybe it'll be next year. Maybe it'll be in three years. Maybe it'll be when he's a St. Louis Battle Hawk. Who knows? But eventually he's going to pop off, and it's going to be awesome when we're all rooting for Gabe Davis. So I'm if Gabe on. Davis is ever a Battle Hawk, I'm buying that jersey immediately. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I want to buy his Buffalo a, one, but there'll be a Davis on the Battle Hawks this year. I don't know if it'll be Gabe or not, but you'll find one. Pretty common name. Just buy a random Davis jersey. Random <laughs> Davis. He's like, yeah, this is this is in honor of Gabe Davis. It's cheaper. <laughs> He'll be here in a few years. <laughs> okay. Well, those are all the hot takes that we have. But the last year we did this exact same exercise, so I'm going to spring it on you all again. Super Bowl picks. Who is going to win this year's Super Bowl? We need the two teams in it, and then who you think is going to win between the two? Joe, who do you have off the top of your head? Birds, Chiefs, Birds win it. Oh, that'd be such redemption. Josh, I got Eagles Bengals, and I honestly don't know who's going to win it, but I'm going to pick the Eagles because I like them. Damn, I I exactly copied yours last year, and this year it's the same thing. I, the Eagles Bengals, I picked yeah. that one back in April. <clears throat> Had a bet in on them, so I'm a little worried about it because Burrow is scary. Yeah, he is, but it'll be a, that would be a hell of a fun time if that was it. Yeah, it would. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Just to be contrarian, I'm going Eagles Bills. He just did make the Gabe Davis take. You kind of had to. I'm sitting right there. I, for you. I had to. I although I realistically I I've got Chiefs Bengals a little bit higher than Bills, but I think we all are in agreement. It's going to be Eagles. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like the NFC this year. Like, I just keep looking over it. And I'm just like, which of these teams could realistically be? They have the Lions as the third. Yeah, Most likely like, to be in the Super that's what I'm saying. I, that says and something. That it, and it should say something because, like, I just I, I hate that that's what it is. But like, San Francisco's trotting out Brock Purdy. Like, come on, dog. Like, Brock Purdy's gonna win them. I, the NFC I personally think Purdy's game. gonna like, be better than people think. But yeah, I mean, but it's the not NFC great. Championship game. I mean, come <laughs> on. Seeing Rodgers leave the NFC is the greatest thing that's ever happened to any good NFC yeah. team. As a Bears fan, yeah. I agree. Um, he still owns you. 
I will say, no, he does not. Yikes, he's done. But I will say that the NFL is writing the script for the Bengals Super Bowl perfectly at the moment. You had the mix-in shit in the offseason, and then you got Joe Burrow's calf. It's, we got the the, the yeah. weird injury with Hamlin last year, kind of the weird – it didn't really end up affecting them, but it kind of could have if the Chiefs would have lost one of the, the Week 16 game or Week 17 game. I can just see the, you know, 15 minutes before kickoff pregame montage, and it's going to show Burrow hopping on the cart, and it's oh, going to yeah. show them losing – the game getting canceled last year. The, yeah, it's all set up for it. But it is a great storyline already. I'm, we do not I'm believe in the NFL script writers. We have to say that obligatory. Well, there's a writer strike, so <laughs> I don't think that's actually Ooh, happening. The writers year. are striking, and Crocky's in LA, so you know that's well, got to be. Um, it's there. probably similar to like how there's an animation guild right writers guild. Like there's probably like the NFL writers guild. Oh, like a separate striking. Yeah. Well, and they can get they can get waivers strike. or whatever to write. Yeah. To... Or the NFL, uh, the NFL has agreed to the entire guild's uh, like all their demands, so they're getting a they have a pass. Has to be. Has <laughs> to be. Has to be it. Um, the Quinn right. Tarantino NFL season would be Hold on. wild. Goodell's calling you right wow. now. Hold um, on. I, there I would be way too discussing. many injuries, Joe. We don't need that. Baker Mayfield yeah. wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Dude, have everyone would, else is dead. If Baker Mayfield won a Super Bowl as the starting quarterback, you all would not ever hear the end of it. <laughs> ever. You gave up your fandom like two teams ago. Hey, I have each of his jerseys from each of his teams that he's been on. So you can, so the, it's like a, it's more of like a receipt though. You basically just have like a, just in case, you know, I, I need it. And technically I love him more than his own family. I don't know if y'all heard about that story, but apparently somebody, his family members have been siphoning money away, at least $12 million from Baker Mayfield. Um, they've just been stealing money from him. Um, apparently and he's in civil court trying to figure out where uh, this is all gone. That's super classic. Great families out there, huh? Yeah, it, it's dark, but that's Boys, how we like to just, end the hot takes podcast. I just started to draft Jamar Chase and Garrett Wilson. I'm on cloud nine right now. I noticed you didn't go wow. with Bijan Robinson. That's a free league if I ever heard it. I guess nope. he couldn't at pick three. <clears throat> it's not a free league. Oh wow! He gave you Garrett Wilson, Jamar Chase, and a free league or a non-free league. That's even crazier. I don't know who these people are. I'm helping out a work friend right now. So, uh, collusion. Got an collusion. expert on his team. She's cheating. Sure. All right. Anyone got anything last last little minute? Uh, Kyle, you you got anything to say? You want to talk? Kyle, about plug your stuff. Uh, just happy to be here, guys. Um, but no, I am Kyle Krajewski. You can find me uh, on Twitter at or X uh, at Kyle Krajewski uh, and follow, find, search. Uh, first seed fantasy, I think, is where you'd most likely find us. Um, or first seed sports, if you can't find it there. Uh, we like to switch things up time to time. But it's first seed fantasy if you're looking on social or on YouTube. Um, and give us a fantasy follow and then XFL Weekly coming at you in January. Love it. Oh, and don't worry, that. we still call it Twitter here. Don't worry. I, I, oh, I, thank goodness. I can't, I can't move past we have, it. We haven't made the switch. Um, all right, Joe. Well, in between picks, get us out of here. Real quick, some group talk. You like Devonta Smith or Jalen Hurts? Well, we're going Smith. Hurts <laughs> 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 got picked. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Kyle, thank you for joining us. It was always a pleasure seeing your face. Uh, we need to do this more often, and I do want to do an XFL show next year, so we'll have you on for that. Go give Kyle a follow. Follow us at Offensive Points, and good night, everybody. We love you. We love the passel. Good night. Go Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.